Hola, amiga. I believe the only way to create a life of your dreams is by taking massive action that makes shit happen. Basically, amiga, handle your shit. Yes, I said that. Handle your shit. Stop playing small and start breaking down cultural limitations, gain back your feminine power, and become the unapologetic and unstoppable Latina you were destined to be. This show is meant to inspire, motivate, and awaken your soul's potential. You will learn from business professionals, successful entrepreneurs, and creatives that will teach you mental corrections, insider tips, success strategies, and of course, a dose of personal development. I am your host, Jackie Tapia, lawyer, transformational life coach, and entrepreneur. I am also a wife and mom to a little badass Latina. I'm obsessed with changing the Latina's mindset and breaking down cultural barriers so that you can live your best life and step into your true power and start living a life of abundance in all ways and always. Join me for inspiring conversations with thought leaders and learn how to handle your shit. ¿Estás lista? Vámonos. Hello, 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 amigas, and welcome to Amiga Handle Your Shit podcast. Exciting news. Next year, March 24th, we're doing the Empowered Amiga Movement, and we are adding a health and wellness panel. And one of our experts is here today talking to us about everything about health and wellness. Her name is Sylvia Paz. She's a high-performance coach, mindset, fitness, and leadership. And her greatest passion is working with others to create greater results by accessing another level of freedom within their lives. She helps her clients create a plan with narrow focus, clarity, and vision. Most of her clients are corporate professionals such as myself and many of you who are listening to this podcast. And so she launched a actually several businesses relating to health and wellness. And she teaches other coaches how to lead a side hustle of their own. And so she continues to work with them, not only in the fitness aspect, but also in the wellness aspect. And she has a lot, a lot of wisdom. She's self-employed and she also is a veteran. And so we get to talk to her and have further discussions about that. So without further ado, this is Silvia Paz. Let's say hello here to our amiga Silvia Paz. Welcome, welcome to Amiga Handle Your Shit podcast. Hi, Jackie. Thank you so much for having me as one of your guests. I am actually so honored to be here and um, to share about this and to be invited and asked to be on the panel of health and wellness. It's just one of my big passions and one of the biggest things is like sharing that, you know, sharing the wealth. So I am super excited and I'm super excited for right now. Yes, truly so. blessed. Thank you so much, Amiga, for being on here and spending an afternoon with me. It's not lost on me because I know you're a busy woman and you've got other things going on. And, and when I asked you, you said, yes, when? Of course. And I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Thank you. So for Amigas out there, 
who are not from LA because this podcast is heard internationally. I mean, I'm talking about it's heard in Africa. So for those amigas out there not from LA here in California, I want um, my experts here um, to give us a little insight as to where they're from. Who are they? Who is Sylvia Paz? Truly, who is she? Ooh, <laughs> that's you. You got me by surprise by that question because, um, you know, you made me think a little bit about that. Like, who am I? Well, you know, I was born and raised here in LA, but you know, my parents are both from El Salvador, but they both came here when they were like eight years old. So my family was like pretty much been here their whole lives, gone to school here, and I was you know, born and raised in LA, in Los Angeles. But I did have the opportunity to travel a lot because I was in the military. Mm -hmm. So that was like my where my life kind of really took a big like change. And I got to really travel and live in different places and, you know, see a lot of different things. So yeah. So I like to unpack that because that's a big deal. You know, saying yes to the armed forces as a woman is a whole different level. Right. I know that amigas out there from my network. I mean, I don't know anyone personally that is a woman that has been a part of the military. So let's unpack this a little bit. Like, sure. So here you're born here in LA, you're going to school did you think that you wanted to go to the military after high school? How did that come about? So, you know, interestingly enough, one thing I didn't know. So there was two things. Okay. And this kind of plays out in who I am today. Funny enough. So there was two things about me. My childhood caused me to always want to be a police officer. So Mind you, my childhood, I always thought I want to be a police officer. I want to help people. I want to go into law enforcement. But since early on as a little girl, I also love selling things. So I would sell a whole bunch of different things. And so there was always these two sides in me, me wanting to be in law enforcement. I wanted to be a cop. I was so intrigued by police officers and then also me selling things here and there. But no, you know, I went through high school. Once I got into college, the first college I went to was Los Angeles City College. And I remember still being in the 11th grade and enrolling myself in a homicide class. And I'm like, I want to go into criminal justice. And it wasn't until I was about 21, which for the military, that's a little older. Typically, um, when someone enlists, they go a little younger. I mean, that's common, right? So here I am, 21 years old. I'm in Citrus College now, still in the criminal justice program. I finished the criminal justice program. And what happens is I decide, I think one day it just kind of like clicks. I'm like, I think if I go to the military, it might help my career in law enforcement. I didn't tell anybody, didn't talk to my parents about it, didn't talk to my mom about it. I went and enlisted on my own, by myself, did my thing. And that was it. I'm like, I told my parents, hey, guess what? I joined the army. My mom, I remember seeing the look in her face. Like it was like this look of like, you just took my soul out of my body. Wow. You know, she was like, really just, I almost want to say devastated because she's like, what did you do? You know? 
So that's how that started. So uh, no, I, I kind of just knew I wanted law enforcement and I thought the army, I, I think it's going to be good for me. Yeah. So. And was it good for you? Whew, that's a whole another story. So, you know, in 2001, I think that's when I joined the military, but shortly after 9-11 happened. Right. Okay. So we had Operation Iraqi Freedom 1. Mm-hmm. And right after I was part of Operation Iraqi Freedom 2. So here I am, a 22, 23 year old. I did not know what it meant to go to war. I had no idea what this really meant. I just really knew like, I'm going to be a soldier. I'm going to the army. I'm enlisting. And all of a sudden I get orders. You're going to go to Iraq. And it said for 545 days. And I think it was in that moment where it really hit me that my life was about to change. Yeah. And it did. It did. That was like the change of my life right then in that moment. Oh my goodness. And can you tell us a little bit of what happened? Sure. So, you know, we went through the process of getting ready. You know, I spent some time in Tucson. I went to Fort Bliss to kind of prepare for where we were headed. I mean, you know, the best, you know, training that we could get at the time. And I remember, you know, first we lived in Kuwait for a while until we kind of got to Iraq. And then I was in Iraq and it was just really survival. You know, it was at the start of the war. So there wasn't really much there. We were kind of there to set things up for whatever was going to happen at the time. And um, it was a crazy journey. You know, I was there for a year. I got to come home. I think if I remember, maybe for about one week during that whole time. But something happened to me, okay? A lot of people, when they go to, you know, overseas, they lose weight. And like men have a tendency to lose weight. And me, I left being a size small. And when I was over there, I think I had so much stress. I came back like an extra large. So that kind of plays a role in how I ended up doing what I'm doing now. Being overseas, I wore the same uniform every day. All I knew is like my uniform doesn't fit me, but I never got to see my body. It wasn't until I came back home that I really, it's almost like everything just gushed and hit me that how my life had changed in that year. Wow! So, you know, from sleeping with a rifle to being surrounded by, you know, men all the time and just women being a small group of women, a percentage in the military, you know, it's just life is so different. Yeah. You know, I love the discipline. I love the work ethic. That was always in me. I just naturally had that. My dad was like a very disciplined man. He always believed in a lot of discipline and just um so that was kind of already instilled in me. So in the military, I loved that. I loved like being active. I loved the challenge. I never struggled with any of that. Yeah. I think I just struggled more with like everything that came with being a part of like that war. Yeah. Well, I mean, for anybody, I mean, you're from LA and then now you're going to the Middle East. And I mean, it's all masculine energy. Totally. 
totally masculine energy. But I have to tell you something really important, Jackie, is that it was already me and my masculine energy at a really young age because of my childhood that I truly believe in my heart that I chose that job. I literally, because of such a young age, um, I mean, if I could, if I would get into the whole story of my childhood, I was very early on in my masculine energy. Mm. So I would choose anything that was masculine, anything. If it was like law enforcement, military, I pretty much operated most of my life in my masculine energy until recently when I kind of started teaching more about masculine energy. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay. So here you are, you go to Iraq, you come back for one week from small to extra large. So, all right. Obviously you see, you check yourself out and you're like, wow, what did you do next? Like, I mean, did you go back to Iraq? So I went back because I needed to finish like my tour at the time. And then, you know, my tour was up and it really was in the air. Like what's next? So I finished my time in the military and I had to really decide like, what am I going to do next? I knew that I didn't want to go back to the military anymore. I knew that I wanted to get out, but I didn't know what I was going to do. I also knew that I'm like, I need to lose weight because I don't feel good. Like the depression that I felt was really immense, you know, and I I know now, but I didn't know then that I really had like massive PTSD. Mm -hmm. So I had a lot of post-traumatic stress disorder and I just thought like I'm depressed, right? I feel lost. I feel confused. I don't know what to do now. I mean, years after now with all the studies and everything, I really know exactly what was happening, but I thought to myself, what am I going to do? And then I remember my mom saying, you know, I think you should get a trainer, you know, and, and maybe he'll help you. And and I have to tell you that I think it was the best thing I could have ever done for myself. It was the best thing because that right there unlocked what my life is today. Mm. Wow. You, you hit this, the concept of PTSD. And I know that you realize that after like looking at the studies and like, oh my God, that is because it, my understanding that there's a lot of veterans that come back home that suffer from this, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot so, of veterans. And so I think what you chose, what you were able to do is get a trainer to teach you about the body connection to the mind, right? Yeah. And, you know, and at that time, I have to tell you, it was so long ago that, that I don't really think people were teaching that back then, but I do know that me wanting to get in shape helped me in some way, shape or form. Like I knew that once I started moving my body, something started to happen to my mind, right? At the time, I had no concept of what was going on. I just knew that exercise was going to make me feel better. And and to be very honest, I didn't care really about feeling better back then. I cared about, I don't want to be this way. I want to lose weight. Yeah, yeah. Okay, which is like not what I teach my women now. Yeah. You know, I teach my women now something totally different. Yeah. But that is a concept that through the years came about. Yeah. 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 And, you know, as you say that um, I want to lose weight now, I'm sure many amigas who are listening to this podcast can really 
resonate with that. And especially me, because right now I'm going through this transition and I know you and I have had discussions. I'm like, Mm -hmm. I feel like I've been eating more than I've ever eaten in my life. And it's, it's just a testament that I wasn't eating the right nutrients. Mm -hmm. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's crazy that Mm -hmm. I'm losing weight Mm -hmm. because the psychology is like, you got to restrain from eating. At least that's what they show you, right? Yes. In the media, in the media, Absolutely. which is not true. Absolutely. You tell us, because I know that this was a pivotal point in your life, and then you decide to do something with training. Yeah. So tell us, walk us through that. So, you know, at the time, I got a trainer, and, you know, this is the crazy part, is that this will tie into the story later, but the trainer that I had, this is like a thing, is like not one size fits all, you know, but... What was important was that, you know, he got me on the right path, but something terrible happened. I developed a really bad eating disorder because of the chronic dieting. Now, I'm not going to say that it was because of the trainer. I think that it was the combination of PTSD with the restriction of dieting. And the whole combination together was just no bueno. So I got a major backlash because of that. Major to where it was like, now I wasn't only dealing with PTSD. So the exercise was kind of helping me cope, but it wasn't addressing what I really needed. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Which was a lot of deep stuff. Right. So the exercise was like the mask at the time. And even though it was good, it wasn't handling the deep stuff that I needed to handle. Right. So eventually when we do that, what happens is, and what happened to me is it blew up in my face. I have to tell you a year after I had lost like 40 pounds, I probably gained like 65 back. Like within a matter of like six or seven months. And at that moment, I was already a trainer. I had already said, like, I'm going into fitness. I'm going to start being a trainer. I'm going to work with women and help women. And here you have me now completely full-blown food addiction. And people, sometimes, you know, a lot of people don't really understand food addiction. Almost it sounds like funny, but it's really real. I used to go to Overeaters Anonymous. I used to go back then. There weren't coaches like like myself. There weren't people who were really doing the spiritual, the food, like connected. It was either you were in therapy, you were at Overeaters Anonymous, you were in all these other like programs. And um, I remember just saying like quitting my job as a trainer because I was gaining more weight than my clients. And the shame that I was going through was like immense. So I quit. And when I quit is when my journey started. Mm. I said, I am committed to figuring this out because I know that this is not the way. Right. Right. Wow. That's, that's, uh, that's a lot, you know, committed to a new way. Yeah. So now tell us, what are you committed to? What happened? What is it that you are committed to? So, you know, I wrote something down here and I have to tell you that 
you know, because now in my coaching business, I, I mean, I do peak performance for women, not just only for weight loss or for health, but like I help women make more money. I help women like in so many different other areas. And I always say this, I always knew deep inside of me that there was more, that I wanted more. Like I knew that my, me, the weight that I gained in Iraq, that wasn't it for me. Yeah. I knew that my job in the military, that wasn't it for me. And I think what happens sometimes is when we go through a really rough time, we sometimes think like, that's it. Like, this is it. This is as good as it gets. Or I'm this age and this is how I am now. Or this is how it turned out. Right. And I have to tell you that the thing that, you know, I, I just turned 41 and I'm probably in the best shape of my life now than I've ever been, not even working out as much as I used to or eating the way I used to. And it's mainly because of the mindset growth that happened. It was like a, sh a major shift mm -hmm. from like, I need to do this to I really want to do this. Yeah. I love doing this. Hello, 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 amigas, and welcome to Amiga Handle Your Shit podcast. So I want to invite you to the Empowered Amiga movement that is going to be happening on March 24 next year, 2023. I'd love to see you there. Um, the one we had this past March was amazing. And as you know, March is International Women's Month. And so this time we're going to have a health and wellness panel. And not only them, but we're also going to have the wealth panel. Oh my God. And guess who we have? Yes, we have Eva Macias, who is the author of The Latina's Guide to Money. So she's going to be talking to us a lot about that, as well as our other speakers. But I just wanted to give you a little glimpse and encourage you to send me a DM on my Instagram, or um, you can send me a message um, through my website at www.jackietapia.com and to get on the waiting list um, because we're going to start selling tickets pretty soon and we're going to have a special going on in December because as you know, Christmas is around the way and we love to give gifts. So um, make sure you get in touch with us and so that you can be on our waiting list for the amazing event. So... I am leaving you with this beautiful, beautiful soul who is going on the podcast as we speak. The need is more of a scarcity. It's like pulling, like pulling teeth, right? And love, it's more flow and inflexible. And when you love, like things just magically almost just works out. Mm-hmm. Right. It just works mm -hmm. out versus need. It seems it's just such a hustle grind kind of word. Mm -hmm. And I love that you said that, that now your major shift was from need to love mm -hmm. and, and you created these uh, programs for women. And mm -hmm. I know I saw a program that you have that uh, fit for over 40 or something mm -hmm. like that. Yes, 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 yes. So a lot of my, my listeners out there fit this, this part of, of, of life. So walk us through what you do in this program. So, um, and thank you for asking about it. You know, the biggest thing for me is that 
we have a misconception uh, a lot, you know, even when I started my own fitness journey is like, ex- you ne- you should exercise like this, or you should eat like that, or you should be doing this. And this is what's going to get you the result. But I don't think that we have ever really been told like that your body is really a great, great, great indicator of everything. Like, our bodies tell us so much and give us so much information. Like if you're really tired, your body will let you know that you're tired. Mm -hmm. But what has happened is we have really confused that feeling with like, oh, I probably am hungry or I probably should grab that or I should probably go grab a drink or I should probably go do this instead of really listening to our body. So we have told that we need to follow a certain thing. So I love teaching my women that, yes, I'm going to help guide you in the best direction for you. We're going to take a look at how you're sleeping. I work with a lot of women who are six or seven figure earners. And guess what? They do a lot. So guess what happens when we're doing so much? You know, like me, I have three businesses. So I'm a mom of a six-year-old. So when we don't pull back, then that impacts our health. It impacts our choices of food. It impacts the stress level. So we're not going to mainly focus on this program on just like what you're eating. We're going to focus on what's the stressors in your life. How much sleep are you getting? How can we minimize stress and what tools we can create? How are you taking care of yourself? Like, do you meditate? Like, what types of things are you doing to take care of that part of you? Yeah. And then the bigger part is what belief systems do you have for yourself that are really not helping you get to that next level? Yeah. Yeah. And what do you find mostly? As far as what, Jackie? Like, like what, what, what their beliefs are about themselves? You know, I think a lot of it is a lot of like myths, like from, I don't know if it's like our moms, our upbringing, or just really thinking like, this is it for me. Like, I'm going to give you an example, like the toxic marriage or bad relationship that you need to get out of. Sometimes, you know, before you get out of something like that, it's more of like, will I ever find love again? So I see that a lot within the 40 to 55 um, age is that, well, I was like that when I was really young, but I don't think I could ever be like that. And I always say to moms or women around that age is, is we're not trying to get you like that. We want to recreate something amazing for you right now with what you've got, with where you're headed right now. Yeah. So let's work on those limiting. Oh, I've always been like this, or I just look at food and I gain weight or, or this, <laughs> like a lot of beliefs. Yes. Yes. Right. Yes. So many like myths, myths, a lot of myths, mm-hmm. you know? So I love starting with those myths because if we could really start with the myths, then we can begin to change the internal like dialogue yeah. that you have. about what you believe. And a lot of women think that it's really hard to get a certain type of body. Well, as long as you keep believing that, it will be. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I I totally, I mean, sign me up because that's always been like a thing for me. I always felt like, oh, this weight, this weight, Mm -hmm. this weight. And I know, Mm -hmm. I'm like, you know, I know very well that I can change things. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I know that. But sometimes I don't follow my own medicine because I am so busy, 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 busy. I don't even, sometimes I forget to eat. That's how busy. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm sure that a lot of your peak performers are like that. They forget to eat. Yeah, they do. They forget to eat. I think more importantly, they forget to take care of themselves because that's how I like to look at it. Yeah. Is you're, when we do that, we're forgetting to take care of ourselves because if, if I don't eat like in a long period of time, I know that chances are I'm going to probably have a headache. I know that more than likely I'm going to be starving by the time I do eat, I'm going to probably overeat. So when I can say like, oh my God, I'm not taking care of myself, it hits me different than when I just say, oh, I skipped a meal. I'm going to be more inclined to think about it really well if I'm thinking like I'm not taking care of myself right now. I like that. I like that. That's a great reframe. Mm -hmm. That's a great reframe because if you you like say it consciously, intentionally say, I'm not taking care of myself, it kind of like, fuck Jackie, what? Why? <laughs> right. And then just thinking like, oh my God, I'm not supposed to skip meals because my trainer told me not to skip meals. Right. And you really don't even know why you're doing what you're doing. It's really important to begin to know why you do what you do. Like people ask me all the time, well, what do you eat? Or, or you probably look like that because you're, you know, you're into fitness. And, and I say, well, yes and no. I just, I'm really good at now after dealing with all the PTSD and getting, having like new tools of listening to my body. If I'm full, there is no way that I'm going to eat when I'm full. But before it wouldn't matter. Something would taste so good. And I'm like, oh my God, I gotta have it. Like I gotta have it. Or like the thought of I'll start Monday right? Or I'll start after the holidays. Like I gave that up. I gave it up because the only thing we have is right now, right now, You're yeah. right now, this moment, what you, if you have a plate of food in front of you, the only thing that, that you could really control is that moment. Right. 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 Yeah. And so the more mindful we could be, the more awake we could be with our food, just like, you know, we do this, like with business, we do this. And now with spirituality, we're like, let's be mindful. Let's be awake. But for some reason, we have detached food and our body from that whole, like, that's part of it. It definitely is so part of it. Like, I, it's, God, it's probably like the number one thing. So part of it is like, you know, when you're working on your, you know, your spirituality or whatever people want to, you know, call it, but all of that plays a role. Because if you're being mindful with your kids, with your spouse, with your work, well, you're going to be mindful with what you're eating. Yeah. You're going to be mindful with how you take care of yourself. Like if I'm full, I always say like, it will not occur to me to overeat. Now, it doesn't mean that it would never happen, right? But the more mindful, the more aware and awake, I like to use the word awake, because I used to really take myself into a food coma. Like, and I'm talking about major food coma when I was addicted to food. Um, so the thing that would happen is I would go unconscious. So now when you're awake, what happens when you're awake? You're in the moment. Yeah. You have more energy. Yeah. You have more energy and you're in the moment. But when we're not awake, like even if we're like at an event, right? And that's typically when we go asleep, we start 
grabbing, eating, forgetting. We fall asleep. I call it we fall asleep. We go away from like what we truly want at our core. And, you know, Jackie, one thing I will say is that one of the things that I teach in this program is the reason why people don't achieve their goal is because they're not in alignment. Mm -hmm. They say that they want something, but they really don't. And what I mean by that is your conscious wants it, but your subconscious doesn't. Yeah. When you could get those two in alignment, which is what I teach, you'll reach your result. You will reach your goal. But yeah. those two got to get into alignment. Yeah. Oh, super important. Yin and the yang. You know, you, you need them to process, mm-hmm. do things and all that. Oh, wonderful stuff. And so this is what you call intuitive eating. Because I know yeah. you and I had for some me, discussions. It is. And yeah. And you know what? It might look different for every individual. That's why I say for every single woman is different. Everyone is on a different path. For you, you, it might look different than me. And it's just more about like reconnecting with yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And so for your gals that join your fit over 40, you understand that. And so their eating styles or preferences are tailored to them, not like one size fits all. No. No, it's never one size fits all because we are all in different places. And, you know, the thing that I've seen is that, like you said at the start, is that a lot of times they, a lot of people start taking away all these different foods and they think that by decreasing so much food, like they're going to lose weight or they're going to get the result. And I always say like, no, 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 let's not start with that. Let's start with, let's say you could start working out and let's see how you do. The main thing that we want to work on here right now is like, what can you by yourself and you consciously say, like, I know I probably shouldn't have that or I don't really need that right now. or I really don't want it right now. Let's see how much we can achieve with that mindset rather than me just handing you a paper and say, here, follow this. Yeah, I definitely will teach about nutrition, teach you like the basics about portion control, because all of that is important. If you don't know that, then how are you going to really know what to do? Right, right. Those are like the key things, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's like if you ask me uh, before, I used to be like, give me a plate and I would fill it up with everything that I like. And Mexican food, I mean, I'm Mexican, so I'm like, oh, delicious. <laughs> but it's so rich and yeah. heavy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, it wasn't, it's not providing all the nutrients that I need in the mm-hmm. body, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, and I know that many amigas out there can identify and resonate with that because, you know, it's. A lot of us are Mexicans and, and we love our food and we like to eat and we need to figure out a way where we are in alignment with the mind and the body Yeah, in order to be healthier for ourselves. Yeah, I'm excited for all this information. Listen, before I let you go, because we're at the top of the hour here, I always want to find out from my guests if they could provide one or two tips on how an amiga can handle her shit. Okay. Well, the first thing I want to say is always knowing that there's something more for for you, you know, like having that mindset, because I teach about mindset for everything in my line of work now. 
your mindset is either going to take you to the next level or it'll really stop you. You know, your mindset is going to be everything. So I say, if you can't like solve the, the problem over here just now, keep working on your mindset because then it's going to happen. The other thing is consistency. I have to tell you that this one is huge. I think a lot of times women think like I have to be 100% consistent or if I'm not 100% consistent, like it's not going to happen for me. And I apply this to when I'm coaching someone in business, when I'm coaching someone in in their fitness, I apply the same concept. I said, no, no, no. It's not about 100% consistency. Even if you go shoot for 80% consistency, it's still more than 50%. You're still going to get a result. So don't let the things trip you up to where you stop your journey and go backwards, you know, because like for me having a food addiction at some point, like I had gotten to a certain weight and it wasn't that I did it like, just like this, my journey of losing weight and getting healed from food addiction and everything else was a journey like this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and yeah. And up and down, up and down. Up yeah. And down. Yeah. Just like building a business. Same thing. I have three businesses. It was a journey like this. But what happens is we think like, oh, it's not going like this. So something must be wrong. Like there must be a problem here. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm not meant to lose this weight. Maybe I'm not meant to be that healthy. Maybe I'm not meant to have that body that I want. And then what happens is we go back. Yeah. Rather than like, going through being consistent that like 80%. And some people might argue with me, but I'm going to tell you it has, that has been my thing. I have been consistent at least 80% of all these years. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, they say, what is it? 80, 20 food is 80, 20. It's like exercise. Well, that same thing applies to like the long run, the long run of building something that you like, whether it's your body, I always say your body, your business is, I always say longevity, think longevity. I tell my clients, I don't care about you losing 10 pounds in one week. I'm not worried about that. I'm worried that you could lose four pounds this month, four pounds next month, and then four pounds the month after that, and then maybe three. And then if we could do that, we're on track. Yes. Yes. I don't care about eight pounds, 10 pounds. Like I'm not concerned with that. I'm thinking that you tell yourself in your mind, I'm not in a hurry because you know what? I have to live like this the rest of my life. If I really think about it. Yeah. Yeah. So what's the rush? Where is the rush? Yeah. I mean, it's like, we're always in a rush. What's the rush? Where are we going? And if you think you're getting off, that's where the error lies. You're not getting off. This is how you're going to be the rest of your life if you're thinking about starting a fitness journey. So what's the rush? Yeah, yeah. I know. It's like you don't become a musician, an international star just overnight. It takes time. Absolutely. And then you're going to do it for the rest of your life. Like, So I always say if you put that in your mind, then you won't be in a rush. You won't be... You'll be relaxed into your journey. You'll be relaxed into knowing that, yeah, you're right. Yeah. It's not going nowhere. <laughs> nope, nope. This body's here, here to stay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this is the one we have. Yep. So let's treat it better. You know, feed it with proper food, nutrition, and most importantly, feed it with love. 
right? Yeah. Yes. Oh my God. Well, I love our conversation, Sylvia. Me and too. I mean, I'm so excited that you get to share a panel Thank with you. us at uh, the Empowered Amiga Movement on March 24th. I can't wait. Yes, n- neither can I. So Amiga's out there. Make sure you follow her. Share your Instagram right now. It's at Fit with Sylvia. So F-I-T-W-I-T-H and then S-Y-L-V-I-A. Nice. Is there another social media outlet that you're very popular in? <laughs> Mm, no, just so my Instagram and then I do have my body sculpting, but mainly I use my my Instagram. Okay. Well, yeah. you, you heard it here, amigas. Go check out her Instagram, follow her, and make sure you come and attend on March 24th and check her out. Check us out awesome. because you're going to yes. have a lot, a lot of wonderful speakers, experts in health and wellness and in the wealth panels. So I'm excited to have you, Sylvia. And thank, thank you, you so, so much, much Jackie. Time. It was an honor. Thank you so yes. much. The honor is all mine. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Amiga Handle Your Shit Podcast. If anything resonates with you today, please share it with your friends and subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. Don't forget to share it on Instagram, Facebook, and other social media platforms. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback for us, you can reach me directly at www.amigahandleyourshit.com. Thank you so much for listening. Gracias y hasta la próxima.